Hey everyone, welcome to Tech Talk on News Talk 1010. I hope you're all enjoying your weekend so far, and your summer too, for that matter. My goal on this program is to not only celebrate technology, but also to demystify it. Let's face it, we can all use a little bit of help in understanding this new digital world that we're in, right? This program is brought to you by the all-new next-generation Chevrolet Equinox, the right vehicle to experience it all in style. Learn more at chevrolet.ca. I also want to thank, by the way, Bell and The Source for their support on this show as well. And we do have a great show planned for you this hour. Before I tell you what's on tap between now and 7 p.m., I wanted to say that my wife Kelly and I had a great time last night at the musical Hogtown, the immersive experience, which is playing until August 20th at Campbell House Museum on Queen Street West. If you haven't heard of Hogtown, it takes place in Toronto during the Roaring Twenties, the Prohibition era, and on the eve of a municipal election. And the story revolves around two mayoral candidates, but... Not only does this show have great music and choreography and acting and all that, over 20 performers, but I love that the audience gets involved. I don't want to give too much away, but you don't just sit and watch like a regular play or musical. It's really cool stuff. I haven't done anything like this before. Uh, I encourage you to see it again. It's called Hogtown, the Immersive Experience, especially if you love Toronto as much as I do. The website, if you're interested, is hogtownexperience.com. All right. For tonight's show, and it's a packed one, we're going to chat about a new portable Android projector that you can use to watch movies even outside, against your home, against the wall, or in a boardroom, of course, or inside on a wall or ceiling. We'll also talk with Concur about expense reporting in the 21st century and travel technology. We'll learn about a new online home for stepmoms called socialstepmom.com from a Toronto-based entrepreneur. We'll hear about the Estella's C3 Prize for 2017. That, of course, goes to uh, innovations in cancer care. They award innovative ideas. And if that wasn't enough, we'll do our I Want That deal of the week with The Source. It's a new Fujifilm Instax camera. So a jam-packed show for you with many guests planned on Tech Talk tonight. So thank you for joining me between now and 7. And that's not all. We also have our first guest, which I think is going to appeal to both kids and kids at heart. Guess what, gamers? Your favorite marsupial is back. Crash Bandicoot, the video game mascot, of course, the one that you know and love from the 1990s, is back, and this time on the PlayStation 4, in a new collection called the Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy. Joining us on the line to tell us all about it is Kara Massey, producer for the game at Vicarious Visions. Welcome to the show, Kara. Hey, thank you. We're so excited to be here. Awesome. Am I saying marsupial right? I think you are. Okay, this is like an Australian mammal, right? <laughs> Tasmanian? Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. Let's uh, talk about this new game collection. It's called Crash Bandicoot Insane Trilogy, and that's the, the letter N dot S-A-N-E, pronounced mm. Insane Trilogy. Tell us about it. Well, okay, so, you know, you touched on this a little bit, but, but let me back up a step to what you said, 1996, which was like 21 years ago now. Oh, my goodness. And, and this, yeah, it's a long time now. A, a game came out called Crash Bandicoot, 
And it was this, you know, groundbreaking 3D platformer game for the PlayStation 1, and it featured a cast of, you know, crazy cartoon characters. And it was followed by two more games in the following two years. It was Crash Bandicoot, Cortex Strikes Back, Crash Bandicoot Warped. And these beca- these games became, like, hugely popular and are considered very iconic. And, the, you know, the main character, Crash Bandicoot himself, he's this genetically engineered uh, Bandicoot. He became the de facto mascot for PlayStation. And, you know, Crash became a key part of many, many people's childhood, you know, all over the world. Mm-hmm. So there were a few more titles in the franchise after that, and then it went dormant for several years. And during those years, fans have been asking and asking, you know, bring back Crash, bring back Crash. So, you know, summer of last year, Sony and Activision announced that, you know, my team at Vicarious Visions were working on the, you know, the remastered collection of those first three games. Um, and it's, you know, everything's been remastered from the ground up. Everything's lovingly handcrafted from scratch for the PS4 and PS4 Pro. Okay, so when you say remastered, that implies better looking graphics. Is that, is there more to it? Are you refining the controls? Are you adding new gameplay features or new levels you know what i mean yep um so a little bit of both i mean arguably everything has been improved because it's you know you're looking at modern tech modern sensibilities but overall our creative direction was to stay as true as possible to the original games you know that's that's what a remaster yeah, is but you know definitely right. allow improvements you know we call them quality of life improvements where it really offered something meaningful to the games and to our to our fans, you know, we were very thoughtful about what we we added or how, when we embellished. So there's a really, you know, some really predictable things that you'd expect in a modern game. Like, you know, some of the, the first game, you know, it only had D-pad support. So of course now you can play with a D-pad or your analog control because most gamers now use that analog control when they're mm-hmm. gaming. Um, and then there's things that you expect with them again with a contemporary game like trophies and an auto save system. Um, so, so those things that were just, you know, you know, like I said, in some ways, just very quite predictable what you'd expect in a modern game. We did allow ourselves some degree of creative freedom to embellish and fill in, because again, you just have a the, the technology allows for a lot more content, you know, for, than the original games would have. Um, but again, we were careful with this. Um, so, you know, we, and we're, what we're seeing now that the games have been released, we're seeing fans really enjoy all those little moments, extra animations, you know, some fun Easter eggs and just, you know, some of the moment to moment extras that we added throughout the games. We're seeing fans discover those and that's really neat. And, but the big new feature we added, um, we just announced that at E3 this year, is uh, a second playable character. So now you have the choice of either playing as Crash or his, you know, I, don't know, I think she's a bit of a sassy cheeky little sister she's she's a nerdy little sister so now you have the choice of playing as either of those two characters nice girl power i love it well i i now that i now that i play i always play as coco she's she's cool (laughs) all right speaking of girl power we've got kara massey on the line she's the producer for the new crash bandicoot insane trilogy game collection for playstation 4 this includes over a hundred levels from the first three crash bandicoot games that you know and love uh, came out on the playstation so we're talking the original game, Crash Bandicoot number two, Cortex Strikes Back, and then, of course, Crash Bandicoot Warped, playable on PlayStation 4 with your big shiny new TVs in 2017. And it's been a huge hit, right, Kara? I mean, this is one of the best-selling games of the summer, I understand. Yeah, it's been... I mean, there was a huge, broad awareness of Crash around the world. So we knew that, you know it was going to be well received but you know yes it's been an amazing to see how 
how uh, well received it ha- has been and awesome. how it's like selling out in several countries and you know it's it's yeah it's really exciting and given the fact that it's a lot less expensive than other games for the playstation 4 i'm sure it helps uh when this game debuted on june 30th it's got a sticker price of only 39 dollars, which again for many new games on ps4 it could be 59 69 so there's a lot of bang for your buck here especially given the fact that it's three games no less but because this is radio Kara, i want i want you to please explain what the gameplay looks like and what it consists of it's it's what we call a third uh, person game. So you actually see your character on the screen instead of a first person game where it's like out of the eyes of the character that you're looking at. So you do see Crash or Coco on the screen uh, it, with a cinematic angle to it. That's right. It's like you said, it's a, the genre is called a 3D platformer. And like you said, you're playing as Crash or Coco. And these are these kind of wacky cartoon bandicoot heroes. And in the first game, you're—I mean, it's, it's so simple to pick up. You know, anyone—we're seeing even you know children as you know as young as five just picking up their controllers, and they can get right into the game no problem. Your basic controls in the first game are just—you run, you can jump, and you spin. And using those moves, you encounter a whole range of you know unique environments, you know, crazy and delightful enemies. And your goal is really simple: just make it through the levels alive. And, you know, with that you know simple premise, they've actually there's a real wide range of gameplay situations you know sometimes you're running sometimes you're being chased by things like giant boulders or giant polar bears you know sometimes you're riding a motorbike you might be riding a wild hog because why not or a baby dinosaur you know sometimes you're in space so you can be underwater on water you could be running across the great wall of china it's you know and as you progress through these three games the move set and the environments become more and more diverse and it's just it's everywhere you're everywhere and it's beautiful colorful graphics and you know a real well-loved soundtrack and it's, it's a lot of fun to play and uh, there's some familiar voices that gamers may hear can you tell us about some of the voice talent in this game yeah, everybody that was, um, and this again, this is a, this is the same across the different languages that we released in. Wherever we could, we brought back people from the original franchise to voice those characters again. So you may hear familiar voice actors like Jess Harnell, Lex Lang, Debbie Derryberry, who plays Coco, Crash's younger sister in the game. And you you mentioned that young kids can pick it up and play it. So easy to pick up, hard to put down. But let's just clarify for our, our audience here. It is a family-friendly game, right? It, it, what's it rated by the Entertainment Software Rating Board? Yeah, the rating here in North America is E for everyone. You know, it has no more cartoon violence than you'd see on your, you know, your Saturday morning cartoons. And I think it's perfect for families, actually. It's one of those games where, you know, and even this was the, this is how it was played back in the day. You know, we're hearing so many you know, where you're sitting there with mom and dad back in the day and you're passing that controller back and forth as you're going through the levels. And now, 20 years on, maybe you have your own kids. And again, we're hearing so many stories like this where like, people are like, now I'm passing it to my kids and they're playing the levels and passing it back and so on. So it's, I think it's perfect for families. All right. Awesome. So what's the best website to learn more about the game or maybe see some video of it in action? Well, the official website is crashbandicoot.com. So that's easy to remember. And yeah, and it's available at all your major retailers, brick and mortar or online. Okay. Kara Massey, producer for the game at Vicarious Visions. Thanks for your time and congrats on its successes. Oh, thank you so much. Awesome. And the game, once again, is published by Activision. 
All right, when we return on Tech Talk, we're going to learn about socialstepmom.com from Toronto's Sarah Patterson. We'll talk about who the site is for, why this was created, the void it fills, and managing a blended family in today's day and age. So stay tuned for that. I think you're going to enjoy the chat. But first, the time is 6.15. Time to dial in for a News Talk 1010 Time Saver Traffic Update. Let's face facts here. It's not easy being a mom. It's often a tireless, thankless job. But you know what? It could even be more taxing being a stepmom. Oh sure, it can be more rewarding, of course, but certainly there's added stressors here that can make caring for kids who aren't biologically yours a little more challenging, to say the least. If you're a stepmom, you're probably nodding your head right about now. Well, Toronto's Sarah Patterson, a mom and or stepmom to seven children, has stepped up and embraced technology to help her create something called Social Stepmom. It's an outlet for you to come and share the trials and tribulations of what it is to be a stepmom and how often it is a very tough job. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thanks for having me, Mark. Of course. Okay, so I have to ask, seven kids. Yes. Walk us walk us through who they are and their ages, if you like, and this isn't a test. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> birthdays are the test. Um, exactly. Okay, so seven children. So there are three moms and all the same dad. So I'll start with the first set. So... A uh, girl who's just turned 20 and a girl who's 19. And then the second set with the second mom, uh, a boy who's 13, a girl who's 11, and another boy who's 7. And then my husband and I have a 4-year-old and a 1-year-old. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. And both girls. It's awesome. Brady Bunch for the 21st century. And, yeah. uh, and, and speaking of 21st century, you've embraced technology, as I said off the top, to create a platform called Social Stepmom, obviously leveraging your experience in juggling all these kids and, and marriage and all that. So tell us about what Social Stepmom is exactly. Okay, well, Social Stepmom is an online resource providing content, community, and support for stepmoms and blended families. So it basically has four sections. There's um, uh, a vlog that I do where I share my experiences. Uh, That just relates to other stepmoms, so other stepmoms know that they're not alone, Mm -hmm. and I feel that gives the personal touch. There's a lifestyle brand to help us stepmoms better our lives to make it easier. There's a help section where I curated experts from all over the place, um, U.S., Canada, doctors, fertility doctors. It can be terribly difficult if you're trying to get pregnant and yet you're raising other kids or uh, psychotherapists, just all kinds of people to help us stepmoms. Mm. And then in October, we're launching what's called the Society. And what's that all about? So the Society is basically going to be a platform where you can subscribe to, and it's uh, basically your own Facebook for stepmoms. And within the Society, you'll have uh, a lot of different tools to help you out. So there'll be uh, blogs, there'll be uh, modules, there'll be help sections, there'll be Uh, people like myself doing one-on-one questions, but there's going to be parties in each major city to pull us together. Mm -hmm. And and then under those parties, there's going to be ambassadors who are going to pull up meetups or, uh, you know, have a wine and cheese at their house. So my whole thing is when, when I'm a stepmom and I'm out and we travel all over the world, people come to me and they go, oh my God, you have two other moms 
uh, five stepkids and two babies, how do you do it? Can we go for coffee? Can we go for lunch? Can we go for dinner? <laughs> Can we check? Can we meet up? And you're the so expert. I, yeah, you're the expert in this here. So I thought, well, you know what? has helped me the most and amongst my friends is getting together. So I am going to put stepmoms together face to face. So if you are in, let's say, Texas, then you will know what other stepmoms or what other events eventually that will put you together if you need some help. Mm -hmm. I have... um, a lady in Berlin who reached out to me saying, can I be an ambassador? When can I join the society? It's so terribly difficult. I don't know anybody here. It's hard. So there is a great need for it. It's just sort of building this up. So that's the society part, which we're very excited about. It's getting great uh, response to uh, it coming. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Did you feel there wasn't a place online for stepmoms to congregate? Uh, yes, absolutely. So there's a lot of, there's a sea of mommy blogs and, you know, mommy vloggers, mommy bloggers, all kinds of help for the mommies, which is when I realized, oh my God, I've got all this help out there. Um, but I have nothing to be a stepmom. It's actually a much, much harder job. You screw up as a mom, they're going to still love you. But if you make a mistake when you're a stepmom, mm-hmm. you you know, it's a very fine line to walk. So yeah, there is, um, we did a Ipsos survey and um, we surveyed a bunch of stepmoms. And so in the survey, we asked a ton of questions. So nearly six in ten agreed that, that stepmoms have a lack of resources. Mm-hmm. We're chatting with Sarah Patterson, the founder of socialstepmom.com. It's a platform for stepmoms to hang out, learn, and perhaps vent as I would expect. Sarah is also a mom slash stepmom to seven children. Tell us more about the kind of content you create on the site. You mentioned earlier the word vlogs, just to clarify to our listeners, it's video blogs. Uh, so, and what's the OMG help me area of the site? I love that name. Yeah. Okay. So I'll start with the vlog. The vlogging is a YouTube channel that I've created. I'm sure, Mark, you're um, an expert at, um, that you can go online and watch and subscribe to and watch every single week about different topics that have uh, been challenging for me or for some of my guests. Sure. I think the one last uh, topic we spoke about that's not to be aired, that will be aired in, um, next week, is uh, you know planning parties and planning events for your stepkids and then for whatever reason, they don't end up uh, making it. It's a lot of work on the stepmom's sure. side, and and then it's all kind of, you know, all that work is, is, is can be very sort of frustrating not being able to, um, you know, have your kid show up for whatever yeah, reason. If it's no your doubt. own kid, you can say you're going. <laughs> if it's not your own kid, you kind mm-hmm. of have no control over that. So, and you put in all that work. So, we share with you our suggestion about how to deal with these types of situations a little bit better or um, what works for us. Might not always work for every stepmom, sure. but we have lots of suggestions, so a lot of different topics. And, and for those stepmoms who are out there listening, they know there are a lot of topics that are um, challenging. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of great moments. Um, but there are a few that uh, we need help with, as, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I'm the first person to put my hand up. Mm-hmm. So the OMG help me section, well, we were trying to, I was trying to come up with a crafty little name because uh, we really do need the help. There is, you know, no right or wrong, um, you know, there's not a handbook when you sign up and you, you know, 
become a stepmom. For sure. And people say, okay, here's how to act or here's how to behave or here's what to say and what not to say. There's nothing like that. I'm so sorry, Sarah. We have to wrap. It's been lovely chatting with you. And we didn't even get to this big talk you're giving at a, at a big university in the States. So please make sure you update us on socialstepmom.com about your adventures. All the best, Sarah Patterson, socialstepmom.com. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too, Mark. We'll be right back with more Tech Talk on News Talk 1010 when we learn about a new portable Android projector that you can use inside or outside. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Tech Talk, everyone. This show is brought to you by the all-new next-generation Chevrolet Equinox, the right vehicle to experience it all in style. Learn more about it at Chevrolet.ca and check out all the tech that it has under the hood, including many safety features I think you'll like. Hey, before we go to our next guest, it is time for our I Want That segment. I Want That is brought to you by The Source and thesource.ca. This week, it's the Fujifilm Instax Mini 9 Instant Camera for $99 at thesource and thesource.ca. Take instant photos on Fujifilm's Instax Mini Instant Color Film. Check your framing with a selfie mirror next to the lens. Close-up shooting as close as 35 centimeters away with an included lens attachment. Take photos with a softer impression using the brightness adjustment dial. Auto flash and focus free allow you to take bold, vibrant pictures even in low light. Protecting your camera is easy with the electronic lens cover that automatically opens when the camera turns on. And there's a built-in exposure counter so you can see the number of unexposed film. What's old is new again for those who remember instant photos from the 70s or for kids who can experience the magic for the first time. More on the Fujifilm Instax Mini 9 Instant Camera for $99 is at thesource and thesource.ca. I Want That is brought to you by The Source and thesource.ca. Summer is in full swing, and you perhaps want to entertain the kids in the backyard with a nighttime movie splashed against the wall, or in a tent for some glamping instead of camping. Or maybe you're traveling for business, on the other hand, and you need to wow some clients when you get to the boardroom. Well, a compact projector can help you with all of these scenarios. And there's a new one on the market with some unique features. We're going to learn all about it now, and it's called the PIX-TT Virtual Touch Projector. Joining us on the line to discuss is Bobby Reve, president of NVU Electronics, the exclusive distributor of PIX-TT. Welcome to the program, Bobby. Thanks for having me on, Mark. All right, let's talk. PIXTT. It's spelled P-I-Q-S-T-T. Tell us about this product. Well, it's uh, it's an amazing new LED projector. First of all, it's extremely portable, so it weighs only about uh, less than two pounds, and it fits in your hand, and it uh, has a built-in Android system in it, so it has Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, Android right on, so it is a independently controlled machine, and it's uh, good to go right out of the box. All right, so it's a projector, and I painted a couple of different scenarios off the top. One was more entertainment-focused. The, yes. the other one was more business-centric. So can it straddle between, say, a PowerPoint presentation and a feature film? Absolutely. So the PIXTT is actually designed for both. Um, because it has Android in it, uh, it's a familiar uh, user interface, so you can... Uh, 
put any apps that you currently have on your Android phone, for example, Netflix, and because it has Wi-Fi directly on it, you connect it to the internet and you can watch a movie directly from the machine itself. Um, alternatively, if you're using it as a business projector, it fits in any laptop bag because of its portability and uh, you can load uh, PowerPoint presentations or any files, Word documents, Excel documents right onto the device itself and you can project it in any boardroom, even with ambient light because of uh, the relatively high brightness for this portable projector. All right, so it has a USB port and a micro SD slot, so you can have some offline files, some you know movies or, or documents or what have you on the device, so just in case there's no Wi-Fi, correct? Correct, okay. and it also has an HDMI input as well if you choose to connect uh, anything with an HDMI source. Okay. Like a DVD player or uh, or a computer. Got it. All right. But presumably, let's say you've got a couple of TV shows on a thumb drive or you want to stream Netflix. Because it's an Android platform, are you suggesting you can actually go to a website or, an, or install an app and, and access content that way? That is correct. Oh, very cool. All right. And then going back to the second thing you said, Bobby, it, you said even in somewhat uh, bright areas um, that you can still see the screen. Because that's kind of one of the downsides, I think, to projectors, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that you need a, a, a super dark environment to really get the most out of um, it. Generally, in a darker environment, the projector will work better. Um, this projector is rated at 400 lumens, so uh, it will need uh, a dim room, but it doesn't have to be pitch black. So okay. even if there's a little bit of ambient light, you'll be able to project uh, an image no problem. And is that image a high definition one? Yes, it is. So this projector has a native HD chip in it, so it is uh, it's. 1280 by 720 resolution, which is also known as 720p, but it can accept content from any 1080p source, so you can stream in full HD and view HD videos or, or, uh, or images. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, 720p is still HD. So if you are watching a movie, for example, it will uh, look nice yep. and sharp. Uh, and if it's text, if it's got high resolution, then the text will be crisp if you're giving a presentation. So you're going to want that for business. And then how big can the image be when you splash it against the wall or on a screen, Bobby? Uh, the image can be anywhere from a small 60-inch all the way up to a 200 or even a 300-inch image, depending on how far you are from the screen. Um, now, a really, really uh, key feature of this projector is it has autofocus uh, built right in because it has a camera on the front of the projector, and it can uh, use that camera to focus the image. So if you're bringing it closer or further away from the screen, you don't have to do anything manually. It will automatically focus itself, so you always have a crisp image. Oh, that's cool. Okay. So again, the farther back you go, the bigger the picture will look on the wall uh, or on the screen. And then some you know, quality drop the farther back you go, which is typical after probably... 120 inches or something like that that's typical and then it then you know that it's a bit of a trade-off the bigger you go slightly less uh detail but you Perfect. can but you can because it is portable as you mentioned bobby it's a small unit you can just 
bring it back or move it closer to the screen, depending on your needs. Great. We're chatting with Bobby Rave. He's the president of NVU Electronics. It's the exclusive distributor of this new projector that we're talking about called the PIX-TT Virtual Touch Projector. PIX is spelled P-I-Q-S. What does the virtual touch part mean? Now, the virtual touch is basically a reference to the remote control that comes with the unit. So it has a a remote, uh, and it acts similar to an air mouse. So for presentations in particular, um, it's really great because you can use it as a pointer, and uh, it actually uses the camera on board the the projector to... uh, to control how uh, where where you're uh, moving the little remote on the screen, and you also use the remote to navigate the different menus on the screen as well. So it almost acts as a as a touch remote because you are using your hand gestures to to control the projector. Okay, got it. And for the Bluetooth feature, are you suggesting maybe you can attach like a speaker or something to it for better audio? Or, or Absolutely. So I didn't know what else you would connect uh, to. You don't need a... Well, you can connect a Bluetooth keyboard, for example, or Bluetooth speakers if you're watching a movie. Um, another key feature is also this uh, projector is battery powered. It has a three-hour battery life, so you can run it off either battery power or AC. Obviously, when you're connected to the wall, the image is much brighter, But if you're running off of battery power, it's uh, definitely bright enough to get you uh, that image quality. And you can be completely unplugged with a wireless Bluetooth speaker and the battery-operated projector and go outside and, and watch a movie that way. Concert in the park, right? <laughs> you can yes, like <laughs> splash like your favorite concert movie against a white screen in the park. You don't even need any nearby AC with this uh, product. So up to three hour battery, of course, depending on what you're doing with the projector. But if you are near a plug, always a good idea, naturally, especially if you're giving a an important presentation in a boardroom, you're going to want to be careful there. Uh, but okay. I like that it does last up to three hours. And then the Bluetooth connectivity. Yeah, I didn't think you would need a mouse because you got the remote in order to navigate through the menus. So that makes sense if you want to give some oomph to the sound and you want to attach a Bluetooth speaker uh, to this. All right, so the magic question, Bobby, how much does the PIX-TT projector cost, the virtual touch projector, and where can we learn more about it? Well, you can learn more about it in Canada at pix.ca, which is P-I-Q-S. And uh, in Canada, the price is $769.99. Okay, Bobby Rave, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Mark. We'll be back for our last interviews in a couple of moments, so stick with us on Tech Talk. Welcome back to Tech Talk. This show is brought to you by Bell. Restart shows in progress or from the past 30 hours, even if you just tuned in or forgot to record. Only with Bell 5 TV. Visit bell.ca slash restart for details. According to stats released from the Canadian Cancer Society, nearly one in two Canadians are expected to get cancer. This means, in addition to innovative treatments, patients will also need support. The Estellus Oncology C3 Prize hopes to inspire and enable the next generation of non-medicine innovation with $100,000 in grants to bring bright ideas to life. 
The search is on for Canadians to take up this challenge and join the global search for entries, which will be accepted online at c3prize.com through August 21st. Joining us on the line to discuss is Larry Peterson, who won first prize last year and took home 25 grand. Larry is the founder and director of The Lightbook Company. Welcome to the show, Larry. Hey, Mark. How are you? <laughs> I'm great, thank you. Thanks for carving out some time to chat on a weekend. Are you well? No, not to worry. Nice to be with you. Great. So tell us about the Astellas Oncology C3 Prize overall. It's an interesting uh, initiative and a challenge that was set up by Astellas, which is a Japanese pharmaceutical company, and to inspire and support innovative ideas that are looking to change cancer care for patients and caregivers, as you alluded to in your introduction. You know, they've gotten really good in the recent times at diagnosing and treating cancer, but uh, the care of cancer patients and, and their support givers uh, has really lagged behind. So Estellas has created this prize to try and address that. Hopefully contests like this will help turn things around. And speaking of which, congrats on winning it last year. What did you win with? What was your winning entry? So we won with Lightbook, which is a portable light therapy device. We pioneered the use of white LED technology that had just been invented in Japan around the time that I was looking for a portable light device. Light boxes for treating winter blues and SAD have been around for many years. They use fluorescent tubes, but they were big and clunky and not portable. And when the white LED was invented in Japan, we were able to harness that technology and thereby reduce the size of the device down to, well, Generation 3 that we have now is about the size of a smartphone. But it was originally conceived to treat, as I said, winter blues and SAD and jet lag, and now you know people like the Canadian Olympic teams and pro sports teams, NFL, NBA teams, and CEOs uh, use Lightbook for jet lag when they travel east and west. But uh, a few years ago, a researcher contacted me from UC San Diego and was, had a theory that, that uh, this cancer fatigue that most patients experience when they are going through chemo or radiation was actually identical or nearly identical to jet lag. It's like hmm. they have permanent jet lag. And because Lightbook was shown to work for, for jet lag so well by resetting the body clock, she had a theory that it actually might help with uh, these patients who were, were so tired that they would often discontinue their treatment rather than continue to suffer the side effect of the fatigue. The therapy can't, can't benefit you if you're not taking it. So yeah. her, her study showed that uh, it's actually the fatigue, which doesn't go away even after the treatment ends. It can last for three to five years post-treatment. Wow. is caused by, they're not sure yet whether it's the cancer itself or the chemo and radiation of the treatment. But it disrupts the internal body clock in the brain of the patient in a way that's identical to jet lag, except unlike with travelers, it doesn't go away. Mm-hmm. And Lightbook can reset that body clock in the brain um, with light in a matter of a few days. We're chatting with Larry Peterson. He won last year's Astellas Oncology C3 Prize, which uh, hopes to inspire people to come up with ways of treating cancer care. And you won with Lightbook Company. This is that portable white LED light. So what's the science behind it, Larry? Does it encourage the body to produce the endorphins that we need, you know, like melatonin? Yeah, and melatonin is commonly referred to as a sleeping hormone, but it's regulated by light and dark. And there's little receptors on the retina that were only discovered around 2001, so there's not, there's not a rod or a cone that gives you vision, 
with another receptor called melanopsin that actually is very sensitive to two specific wavelengths of light, Mm -hmm. which are in the blue and green portion of the spectrum, which actually are the peak wavelengths of sunlight and, and the peak wavelengths actually of the light book. So when that light strikes your eyes, it sends a signal that it's the beginning of the day and it shuts down your melatonin and resets. It's like a hard reset on the, on the body clock. Normally the body clock needs to be reset and is reset every day when you wake up and open your blinds and the sunlight streams in. But when you have uh, c- cancer and you're going through uh, treatment, that body clock gets confused so it doesn't know what the beginning of the day is and what the, what the night is. So even if you sleep, mm-hmm. you're not rested. So tell us about this year's contest. What do we need to know and how do our listeners submit an application and, and what's the cutoff date? Just all the, the facts, if you don't mind, yeah, for the last yeah, minute I we have. Yeah, made it really simple and it was simple last year and it was simpler, actually it's even simpler this year. So basically you just go to the, the website that you, you mentioned, c3prize.com, the numbers, the letter C number three, prize.com. You fill out a form. You can. They encourage you to produce to, to submit a, a video, which you can record on your phone. That's what I did. It's just right. a, a two-minute video explaining what your idea is, and you submit it. The cutoff is August 21st, so you know there's about a month left. What's important, for, I think, for your listeners to, to think about and understand is you don't have to have a an existing business or even a prototype of your idea. It doesn't even have to be a device. It can be a, a, a computer system or an idea. It's just a bright idea is really is what Estellus is, is looking to, to find and because mm-hmm. they're really taking the lead here compared to some of the other pharmaceutical companies in this space to, right. to look outside the box, if you will, and try and something that can help their patients. And five finalists will then be invited to pitch their ideas in front of a live panel of judges in Mexico City. So great stuff. That's C3Prize.com. Larry Peterson, congratulations and thank you for your time today. Thanks, Mark. I know many people who listen to this show run a small business or they work for one. And so if you haven't yet heard of Concur, you soon will. Concur is the world's leading provider of smart travel and expense management services and solutions. Joining us on the line to tell us about the company, its various offerings for businesses, big and small, and how they use technology like big data and AI or artificial intelligence, we've got Kevin Craig joining us, Managing Director of Concur Canada. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for having me. Sure thing. Tell us a bit about Concur, the company. Yeah, um, Concur is the world's leading provider of integrated travel and expense management solutions um, for corporations. So we're helping companies around the world uh, have insight and control that employee-initiated spend. Um, we're a cloud-based solution, um, and we allow people to uh, you know, focus on the reason for their business travel as opposed to creating expense reports, etc., We've got um, about 45 million employees that work for these companies, um, about 40,000 companies that, that use our solutions. So we, uh, we spend a lot of time helping people travel and completing their expense reports. Okay. What does Concur let employees do today that the old way was just nowhere near as good as what Concur offers? Yeah, does it, great. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's compare the old way. Let's go back five, ten years ago and how we submitted expense reports for uh, business travelers versus what Concur offers its users. Great, great question. So if you think back, you know, ten, ten years ago or so, pretty well everybody used an Excel spreadsheet to complete their expense report. So a business traveler might travel for uh, a period of time, maybe one, once a month they do an expense report, and they'd be out there traveling, and they'd stay at a hotel, they'd use an airline, they'd eat dinner, um, they'd pay for taxis, they'd rent a car, 
and they'd squirrel away all these receipts in their um, in their attache, and then at the end of uh, a three-week period, usually on a weekend, they'd pour a bottle of wine and, and think, I've got to spend an hour to two hours creating my expense report and trying to recreate this journey and, uh, and prove what amount of money is owed to me. Mm-hmm. Um, very frustrating uh, process, very manual, and with manual processes, error happens, both at the employee level, the person who's, who's trying to remember what all these receipts are for, and then also at the approver level and then the processing level, because people mm-hmm. had to then approve these expense reports and manually key them into the financial system of the corporation, which is another opportunity for error. Which, and not you, to mention the bottle of wine might also. Not to mention the bottle <laughs> yeah, of wine. That could also right. add some errors there. That's so, right. And then so, at the, yeah. uh, when you compare that to, to today, today if you're, if you're uh, traveling for a company that uses Concur, um, we have a whole ecosystem of, of, of partners that we're connected to. So first of all, you're... When you book a flight, your, your airline re, uh, receipt, electronic receipt, we call an e-receipt, automatically flows into Concur and automatically flows into your individual expense report. So an image of your ticket, the amount of money you paid, um, as well as the, the expense line item itself is created for you. Um, when you stay at a hotel and you stay there for you know, three or four uh, nights, at the end of your stay, when they slip the paper under the door that they do at six in the morning on your departure date, now you can simply rip that up and put it into the blue box because an electronic copy of that hotel uh, receipt or folio is automatically flowing directly into Concur, into your expense report, and it's also being itemized at the, at the line level. So your, the, the bottle of water from the, from the minibar, um, the room service charged to your room, uh, the different nights, the taxes, that's all broken out. So you don't have to do that manually anymore in your expense mm-hmm. report. And the image is there as well, so you don't have to worry about attaching a receipt. Um, same thing with when you think about your corporate credit card that a lot of businesses use, um, those charges automatically flow in as well. So we match the line item, the receipt from the vendor with the credit card and do what we call a three-way match. And we have that all automatically in your expense report for you. So we're, we're quickly moving towards um, an expense report that writes itself. And, and one, of the, one of the big things that allows us to do that is even if you go to a, a place that doesn't have a connection to Concur, or doesn't accept a corporate credit card, you can simply take a picture of your receipt with your smartphone, and then through our ExpenseSet app and OCR technology, we'll pull the relevant data out to allow us to, you know, the city, the date, the amount of money, the, the currency was, uh, it was spent in, and that will allow us to, uh, to actually itemize the, the tax as well. Can you share some examples of how Concur uses AI or artificial intelligence? The, the, the easiest way to give an example of that is, is what we're doing with, with our Concur bots. So we have a bot for Slack, we have our Hipmunk bot. And with Hipmunk specifically, you know, we're looking for ways to automate daily tasks to make it simple for the end user. So Hipmunk, as an example, uses natural language processing to make travel searches easier and, and more relevant to travel interests. Finally, what's the best website for our listeners to learn more? Yeah, it's, it's, it's concur.ca, and definitely we've got almost 1,000 companies in Canada, so 1,000 Canadian companies that use us. Thank you so much. Kevin Craig, Managing Director for Concur Canada. That's it for tonight's Tech Talk, everyone. Thanks for listening. We'll speak to you next weekend. Bye-bye for now.